Talking with the experts. In episode 348, Joe Templin explains that we should begin with the end in mind. It is, they can't just check a box. They can't say, okay, this person has the college degree and five years experience and worked for a competitor and all that to be able to say, okay, you know, we are looking for somebody with a growth mindset. We are looking for somebody with detail orientation for this sort of position. We're looking for somebody who, um, you know, counterbalances this sort of individual in the organization to maximize the uh, overall skill set of the group to hit this. It is a much, it's a higher level because it's not rote memorization box checking. It's not just filling out a form. It's actually pulling back the layers to find out what's going on within the individual. And that's difficult. And that is sort of, uh, you know, ooey gooey, you know, I don't want to say it's woo woo, but it there is a little bit of that around it. And also it's getting into that area where people could easily be offended by Oh, what do you mean? You know, you're trying to understand how I think and all this and everything, so that people are just being a little cautious to surface in a lot of ways. Welcome to Talking with the Experts. This is where we discuss great ideas to take your business to the next level. How do we know these ideas work? Well, it's because we're talking with business owners who are using these ideas. Business owners who have years of experience and expertise. All things business by business owners for business owners. And now, here is your host, Rose Davidson. Hello and welcome to Talking with the Experts. I'm your host, Rose Davidson from rosedavidson.com. Talking with the experts is about all things business by business owners for business owners. You can find it on all good podcasting, streaming platforms and on YouTube. And today my guest is Joe Templin and he has led a very eclectic life. He is one of six children and he was the only normal one, he insists. Growing up in a small town and spending time on the family farm, Joe's parents instilled a love of learning, the outdoors, and a healthy disrespect for authority, while still simultaneously embracing traditional values of hard work and love thy neighbour, but mind your own bloody business. <laughs> he uh, was severely asthmatic, um, but through his work ethic and love of challenge, has become a martial artist and ultra-distance runner. And today we're going to be talking about management, entrepreneurship and sales. Welcome, Joe, and thank you for joining me today. Rose, thank you. Good evening to you and your listeners over there on that side of the pond. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about how you got into doing what you're doing, and we'll discuss your book in a moment. So my background is really eclectic, and I say that I'm eclectic as opposed to a renaissance man, because I can't draw a straight line even with a ruler. I completely lack all artistic ability and appreciation. That makes two of us. <laughs> so, you know, I rely on other people for that. You know, it's called outsourcing, by the way. You're finding other people who actually know other things and helping you out. So when I was eight years old, I told my mom I wanted to learn everything there was to learn. And she's like, the encyclopedia is over there get to work. And so I did. 
And uh, if Google had existed back when we were kids, I would like know everything probably because because there's so much information out there and I have such disparate interests. I studied applied physics, economics, business, finance, psychology. As a martial artist, I studied performance psychology, behavioral economics, all these different components. And what I have always done in some capacity, other than when I was working in the research lab, is to help people. And so all of these different interests and ideas have been almost amalgamated to allow me to, in whatever manner is appropriate for that individual or organization, tap into it to help make the individuals and the organization better. Well, that's the that's the goal, really, is to have you know really ultra reliable, ultra empathetic, ultra everything businesses so that it makes the experience not only for the team members but for the clients as well um, the best experience that they can have and in the united states 75 percent of people hate their job mm. you know and this just completely blows my mind because all right maybe you have a job that you don't like when you're 23 years old and you're just getting started but you have the capability to get certifications and things beyond your what you're studying or doing currently. You have the capacity to volunteer, to network, to interact with other individuals. You can take courses, uh, whether they're certification courses or actual degrees, to change your skill set. And you can find people who are doing what you want, where you can craft your own business. You can create a side gig that eventually becomes a real gig. So over a three to four year period, if you're actually motivated, you can find something else and be positioned properly to do that. And so the one of the reasons why people don't do that is we're lazy by nature. I mean, 75% of Americans are obese at this point, 75% because things are too easy. So they make just enough money in their job to be just happy enough to not want to, uh, you know, quit or blow their brains out or, you know, go move to the middle of nowhere and live on a ranch. And so they're getting just enough to stay within that system, but not enough financial and emotional rewards to truly thrive. And so that is one of the things that we as um, advisors, podcasters, you know, uh, teachers essentially can help bring to them and motivate and inspire them to make those small changes, which ultimately can have a tremendous difference in their life. We've often talked about leadership and management, and you know, they're two different things, as people know, on this podcast. And I think having you know, great leaders. And, and they're the ones that really need to motivate and, you know, their, their team members, um, you know. I mean, I know there is a certain degree of team members need to have some self-motivation, but no. I think, uh, you know, when they're lacking and they hate their job so much, I think it comes down to the culture of the business or the culture of the leader. that they. Or it could be a bad fit. I mean, I have seen multiple organizations, I've been in organizations where, I'm just not the right person for this. This is not moving me in the direction of what's important. And so one of the things that leaders should be doing is finding out what 
that person is passionate about, what gets them out of bed, what gets them excited. Because if you can tie what they're doing for work into that, you're going to have somebody who's bringing a lot more energy, who's bringing more creativity and passion to the situation and the output, the results, the productivity is going to be so much greater. So it's finding people with the right drive and mindset. So for example, uh, coming from a financial planning and sales background, I'm also ADHD, if you haven't been able to tell yet. Uh, so I'm not a detail-oriented individual. Putting me in a detail-oriented position, like being an accountant or uh, doing lots and lots of paperwork would be soul-crushing. But my old assistant was a former paralegal. So she loved prepping to make sure that when somebody went to court as an attorney, they had everything they needed to take the one shot and have the best chance of winning. So she loved doing those details at, with, based on her mindset as part of a grander plan. And so she was the absolute best person in the world to be my support because we understood what the other needed, what the other wanted, and we were able to maximize each individual's strength. And so that is part of the job of leadership. And really it also comes down to uh, recruiting and development in a lot of ways in that part of what we need to do is not just accept anybody who walks through the door. We only need to accept people that show the mindsets, not necessarily skill set, because we can teach skills, but the mindset that aligns with the organization and the needs of that position. And you might be looking at somebody for one position and realize that they're actually much better suited for something else within your organization. Yeah, absolutely. I, t I totally agree with that. And I think that makes uh, leaders a little bit lazy because they look at the skills that someone has and that they can bring to the organization, but they don't look at the personality of the person. And, and you know, as you say, their mindset. And I don't think that interview questions are geared towards that sort of, um, that, the way of finding out what a person's No, because like. it, is, it is, they can't just check a box. They can't say, okay, this person has the college degree and five years of experience and worked for a competitor and all that to be able to say, okay, you know, we are looking for somebody with a growth mindset. We are looking for somebody with detail orientation for this sort of position. We're looking for somebody who, um, you know, counterbalances this sort of individual in the organization to maximize the uh, overall skill set of the group to hit this. It is a much, it's a higher level because it's not rote memorization, box checking. It's not just filling out a form. It's actually pulling back the layers to find out what's going on within the individual. And that's difficult. And that is sort of, uh, you know, ooey gooey, you know, I don't want to say it's woo woo, but it, there is a little bit of that around it. And also it's getting into that area where people could easily be offended by oh, what do you mean, you know, you're trying to understand how I think and all this and everything. So that people are just being a little Cautious? too surface in a lot of ways, instead of being willing to go on down. For example, if you're going to get into a relationship with someone, okay, whether it is um, as a friend or as a romantic partner, you know, you're not going to trust them immediately 
you're going to spend a lot of time digging down and putting them in situations under stress, potentially, and seeing how they react and all these other things. But in the business world, when we are looking at Canada, they never do that. And so they, people wonder why turnover is so high and people are not fully engaged. It's because of everything being too surface and they're too quick in the hiring process as opposed to taking a long period of time to really develop intimacy and understanding, which is one of the core components of building trust. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I totally agree. I think uh, the recruitment process needs to needs to change so that it reflects better and they get, you know, they recruit um, better staff or, or more uh, aligned staff, I guess, to the role that's required. And alignment is a good word there because people, if given the opportunity, will rise to the challenge. If people are given the proper mentorship and resources and training, they can become incredible. We see this with uh, startup companies where you'll have four or five individuals put together a company and they don't have the skill set that they need right away, but they figure it out and they learn and you eventually have some of these people who are in the C-suite because they have learned the skills and grown, but they're in alignment with the mission of the organization and they have the growth focused mindset of we will figure this out. And so when they start expanding beyond that, and the, the place I see this all the time is when a uh, startup company gets to the point where they hire a VP of sales and they bring in a VP who comes from a large organization who's used to running the systems, not building the systems. And that is one of the most frequent scaling failures that I see is that they bring in somebody to run them as opposed to build them. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. It's it's very true, you know. And and like to me, as I said before, it makes leaders or you know recruitment and and development um, parts of the business a bit lazy because you know they 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 just mm, treat everybody with the same brush and not right. and not dig deeper into um, you know the interests of the person. I get to know. It, it also is not just lazy; it's easily defensible. Oh, you know, we hired the person from this huge company because of their resume. Oh, you know what? The venture capitalist and everybody else is saying, that's okay. You did the right thing. You know, you did the safe thing. You, you followed the procedure. When, you know, especially with businesses that are growing quickly or uh, early stage, it's not you know, written compositions of Beethoven and all that. It's much more like jazz. You're figuring it out on the fly and you got to change and, oh, you know, this broke, so I no longer have this string on the, on the piano or the cello, so I've got to change things around to make it happen. And that's what early stage business is all the time, is it's messy. And we're trying to impose chaos. And sometimes we go too far because... We're getting somebody who might be great from a managerial point of view, but doesn't deal with the messiness of the current situation. Yeah, absolutely. Now, Joe, you've got a book. You reckon you're a Swiss army knife? <laughs> and yeah. your book is called Everyday Excellence, and it was a 
Kindle number one new release in professional development. So tell me a little bit about what's in it and you know, who's, who it's for. So Everyday Excellence is really a multivitamin for life. We as business owners are wearing 15 different hats. We're dealing with all sorts of different things within the business, whether it's logistics, payroll, HR, finance, marketing, you know, all these different things. Then we have our own life with our health, our physical health and our mental health, as we've seen through the pandemic, our relationships, our personal development, our spiritual stuff. So we've got all of these different components of things going on and nobody's perfect. I mean, people look at me and they don't realize what, you know, an absolute dumpster fire I am at sometimes in some ways. So we're all missing different components because we're so focused on this part of the business that we miss, you know, marketing. We're so focused on our kids that we miss out on the relationship with our significant other. And so what everyday excellence is, is I call it a multivitamin because you take it every single day and it hits a lot of these different components and the reader will take what they need that particular day from it. And the structure of it is a daily reader. So every day starts with a quote from somebody. Could be Winston Churchill, could be Mahatma Gandhi, could be Muhammad Ali, could be Rosa Parks. And then discussion around it hitting multiple different areas so that the reader can pull what they're looking for that day. But then there's an action item. And this is what separates my work from a lot of the other uh, daily readers out there is that without actually doing something, without making a change, it's like thoughts and prayers. Oh, that's nice. But it doesn't create the difference on a daily basis. And as Zeno Saitium, the founder of Stoicism said, well-being is no small thing, but it's made up of small steps. It's doing the little things. It's the daily practice. It's the, you know, making sure that you go for a walk every single day or, you know, studying every single day so you can pass the exam. It's the little things that add up. And so that is the entire idea behind the book is two or three minutes every single morning. And after a couple of weeks, you'll catch yourself and start noticing some changes. And other people will notice after a month or two, too. And then after a quarter, six months, you're going to realize that your mindset and your body and your spirit are in a completely different and better place. It sounds um, intriguing. I'll have to go and check it out. Where can people find it? So they can find it anywhere books are sold. So Barnes and Noble, Amazon.com, any places like that. They can also get it through my website, which is everyday-excellence.com. And I actually recommend people go to the website, even if they uh, aren't interested in getting a book. Because every single day I put up a micro blog, every single day there's a new uh, YouTube clip uh, or two, the Twitter feed and the TikTok feed are going to be on in there, the podcast. So it's an entire environment for people to find resources to help make themselves better. And my mission this year, Rose, is to reach out and help 100 million people improve their lives, even if it's in a tiny little capacity. Because that becomes 100 million little nodes resonating out there within the community. And if 100 million people make tiny changes to improve their life, it's going to affect others. And so the net effect 
of those little changes reaching a significant number of individuals is going to be a actual palpable, feelable change in the environment. Yeah, I had a guest on recently whose whose goal is that same thing. So it's very interesting. Yeah, it's very interesting. Tell me about your podcast. So I actually just started recording my own podcast. I've been on uh, so far this calendar year about 300 other people's podcasts. So I tend to do a lot of talking now. Uh, but I just started recording my own podcast. It's going to be called the Human Kaizen Podcast because it is my fundamental belief that we can all be better. And Kaizen is the Japanese concept of continuous improvement. This was applied to the engineering world, specifically automotive in the 1970s. And this is how Toyota went from producing absolutely crappy cars to the highest quality, lowest cost cars on the planet and put most of Detroit out of business. And then in the 1990s and early 2000s, every manufacturing company on the planet, whether it was General Electric or Westinghouse or ABB or any of these, started adopting these methodologies to improve their manufacturing processes. Why have we not taken this concept and applied it on an individual basis though? Why are we focused on the processes of making stuff as opposed to the processes of people? And so the whole concept behind the human podcast, uh, human Kaizen podcast is finding people who have done really good things, but have come from really crappy background you know i've got some a friend coming on who was an olympic athlete and he was an adhd kid you know bad kid caused trouble his parents got him involved in speed skating to keep him out of trouble i've got people who've built businesses i've got writers i've got martial artists i've got musicians we all have our story we've all figured out if we've done something significant what we need to do to be better and the best of the best in whatever field i don't care if it's uh tom brady i don't care if lebron james i don't care if it was mike tyson found ways to continuously improve Mm -hmm. to just adapt and improve their style overall and get better and this happens with writers business owners salespeople, leaders and so i wanted to draw out from these people what they have learned so that other people can apply these concepts to themselves and continuously improve themselves and their businesses. Absolutely brilliant. I love it. Love the concept of that. Where can people find the podcast, Joe? So it's not out yet. As I said, I just recorded the first few episodes, but by uh, mid-October, we'll be able to find it, as you said, where all the good podcasts are streamed. So it'll be on my website, it'll be on uh, YouTube and uh, Spotify and Apple and all these other places eventually. Excellent. All right. So hopefully it's like right next to yours in terms of the rankings. It will be. Of course it will be. So, yeah, that sounds really great. And it's a really great concept. And it's good that uh, you take people that have come from nothing and have achieved, you know, great things even though they may not be you know particularly well known but they've achieved great things in their life from nothing it's it's because everybody's like has this comparison mindset and we're all looking at these instagram pictures 
of you know these fitness models and not realizing that they've spent 10 years getting themselves into that position. They have an entire team of people around them and they take a thousand pictures for that one picture that we see. I want to see the messiness. I want to see the struggle. I want to understand the failures because guess what? That's real life. That's real business. That's what we all go through. We all drive the struggle bus on a regular basis. And it's the understanding of that and not giving up. That's how you become successful in business and life. And so I want to bring those stories out to people so that when they're ready to quit for the 500th time this year, because things just aren't going right with their business and the client canceled, or you know they missed the conference because their plane was 12 hours late, like happened to be last week and the week before. Yeah, and the week before, too, terrible. So they can still get through it because of what's on the other side. Absolutely. Joe, it has been an absolute pleasure. I'm glad that uh, we went forward with this interview today. <laughs> it's been really engaging and I've loved every moment of it. Joe, where can people find you if they'd like to work with you or they want to find out more about you? So best thing is simply go to the website, everyday-excellence.com. They can book me, they can follow me, they can find me, they can interact with me. So that's the easiest place to find me because it seems like I'm always there. <laughs> Good on you. Um, any last parting words of wisdom that you'd like to share? Yes. Remember that convenience kills, that doing the easy thing is never going to bring you to the great rewards. So when you have the chance to do the fun, easy thing, like sitting on the couch, eating Cheetos, watching The Bachelor, or do the more difficult thing, like work on your business or learn something new or work on your body and your relationships, choose the harder path because it's going to bring you to a better place and it will make you excellence. Absolutely Excellence correct. is diametrically opposed to convenience. Yeah, and that, I love that. Want to end up. I love that. That's wonderful. Joe, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for joining me and um, I'll talk to you again very soon. Excellent. The excellent You've been listening to Talking with the Experts, hosted by Rose Davidson. Make sure you have a look at our back catalogue over at talkingwiththeexperts.com. And be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss out on any episode. We look forward to your company next time. Talking with the Experts.